Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Kick back and enjoy the musings of James, John, David, Joseph, and Ben, five brothers raised decades ago on a dysfunctional farm in western Idaho. Welcome back to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Today is October 4th. I'm James. I'm John. I'm David. I'm Joseph. I'm Ben. Hey, we've got everybody here today, and that is a great thing because today's topic is a good deal of fun. We're going to talk about sports today. I think, though, that it'll be pretty apparent very quickly that when we talk about sports, that's not going to be the same as perhaps other folks' conversations about sports. Um, <laughs> first of all, growing up, sports, uh, organized sports, uh, televised sports, that kind of thing was not a big focus in the household. I don't remember Dad ever watching sports on TV. Does anyone remember him watching sports on TV? Never. It was just not something that he spent any time doing. Uh, I think because it was not a big uh, uh, emphasis in his life, it was also not one of those things that we were uh, pressured into participating in or uh, told that we had to excel in. It just was not a focus there. So we never had to deal with those kinds of pressures. Because we were very, very active, we had a tendency to participate in sports of our own making or contests or uh, races, whatever, of our own making. Uh, ben, you... You want to kick that off? Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said because Dad uh, never really nudged us in any direction. It was never the, hey, what, what sport do you want to play this year? In fact, I think it was Dad at a junior high football game of mine who said, go get a home run, Ben. <laughs> now, that would be funny. It is funny, actually especially that he was at a football game saying that, but he, he had no concept of the position I played as a lineman. Yeah. And so even I was never in a position to score anyways, but no, I, I think the non-conventional sports that, that I remember growing up uh, are first of all, tennis. I do think that's something that uh, a lot of us shared in common that we enjoyed playing tennis. We did not have a tennis court at close proximity to the house. And so we improvised and we would hit a tennis ball up against the house between in the driveway, the dirt gravel driveway between the house and the shop. And that's how we practiced tennis. Does anybody else remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that. Well, I did play. T- I played tennis in junior high, and I, I don't think I played it in high school. This is Dave. Um, but my short game, my net game was awesome. Because, because of I that. I so good yeah. at playing against the wall. I wasn't too good with the uh, forehand and the serves, and but my short game, I playing at the net, I could hit anything that came at me from the, you know, that short distance. Yeah, that was just practice. It was like racquetball, tennis, hybrid, and uh, the unpredictability of hitting a rock <laughs> when it landed and going in a certain direction. But we we certainly did that, you know. Another one that came to mind, James, mm-hmm. was um, getting uh, conditioned and in shape for football. David, you had a, an idea that was brilliant, I thought, and it involved the, uh, I think it was 
the mustard yellow Maverick, and we've already talked about that in a previous discussion. But you convinced me uh, to go with you out on the ditch bank and push that car. We pushed that oh, yeah. car for miles. We would take turns, and one of us would sit and and steer. You know, the engine would be off, just in neutral. And the other one would be would be pushing that car in the dirt. And that was the hardest workout I did. It got me ready for uh, double days in football. But I, I thought, man, if I only had that on film, because who would ever think of doing something like that? But that's things we did. All right, so let me get this right. I know that, Ben, you played uh, football. David, I don't know that you played football. No I, 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 no, I didn't. Okay, so you were just there to help. Yeah. What were you conditioning for? David was always. I, just I never actually shape. pushed the car. I just, I just got Ben to do it. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was right, right, Ben? Uh, you were a great good. exercise. You were right because it was every muscle in the body. Because you can't. It's not like you're pushing a sled with our coaches in high school. Their combined weight exceeded 500 pounds easily. And if anybody listens to this, <laughs> they know the two coaches I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same because you would have the, the sled where you'd use your shoulder. With the car, you can't use your shoulder, so you have to use your arms. And so you're, yeah, it's a full-body workout. You've got it braced up against your chest. Or just pushing straight out with oh, your just arms extended. Yeah. Arms extended? Wow. Yeah, good workout. Yeah, that would definitely be a good workout. Now, Ben, your your experience with sports was different from ours because you did play football. That was something that I missed out on because by the time you were in, in playing in high school and all playing football, I was I was already gone. Um, but I do remember uh, hearing a lot about your exploits out on the football field. You did share one with us before that I think bears repeating. I would love to hear that story again. For anyone who did not hear it in a previous podcast, if you could share the glasses story with us, that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a coach in junior high and, uh, I think he was joking with us. He was just trying to get us to get a little more, get a, a little bit more piss and vinegar in our blood. I guess if you'd say, you gotta be mean to play the game. You can't be nice out there on the field. And he would say, guys, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And I, I think by that, he didn't mean to break the rules, but he meant when you're in the, in the middle of a play, by whatever means necessary, advance the ball or or uh, or stop the ball. And I was playing Mountain Home. I remember this because it was yeah, it was definitely Mountain Home Tigers. And we were this guy and I were going back and forth all day or all evening at the game. And he was wearing glasses, and I couldn't believe he was wearing glasses under his helmet. And if that wasn't bad enough for the poor guy, uh, we landed at the bottom of the pile, both he and I, and I had. I had enough movement in my right arm that I was able to reach into my shoulder pads. And I don't apologize for this even today because I think it's hilarious. But I, I reached into my shoulder pads, got a good wipe of my armpit, reached across into his face mask, and smeared his glass. <laughs> and he saw he saw every bit of that, but he couldn't move. He was pinned down. When, <laughs> when, the, when the pile broke up, he, he stood up and went, he just went ape crazy and grabbed my face mask and started swinging me around. And of course he got, you know, he got thrown and I was laughing my head off. You know? and, and, uh, you know, I go to the sideline and my coach is just saying, whatever you did, good job. You know, it's one less guy to worry about. Oh, that cracks me up every time I hear it. Cause I can just see it. I can just see it in my mind. That poor sucker. You know, but, um, 
sports with me, James, and, and everybody, it was driven by my friends, I think. It, I started playing football as soon as I could. I played in the, uh, I think it was the Rotary League. I played for the Kiwanis. That was our team. All my buddies were on the team. It's just what we did. And it was just by, you know, family support that mom and dad came. I don't think that they ever pushed me to do that. Uh, it was it was so much fun to get my shoulder pads and my helmet on. I just remember coming home thinking I was invincible, and I actually tested that helmet out by running into a tree. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to experience that, you know, that I'd seen on TV, and it didn't work very well. So. <laughs> But uh, that about sums up my career. It didn't work very well. It was a lot of fun, but uh, I I didn't get to to play through my senior year, and that's okay. But you know, there's a reason for everything. I just had a, a, a pretty odd knee surgery when I was a junior, and that was it. It was a lot of fun though. Well, I I remember playing soccer, and that was driven a lot by the friends that I had as well. Uh, most of the friends that I had played soccer. I don't remember anything about the the league or or any of the details, but um, I do remember that that was when I got the first concrete evidence that I had absolutely no coordination, uh, <laughs> zero physical coordination. If if that ball came toward me, it was it was devastation mentally because I knew <laughs> that I could not I could not position myself correctly to kick that ball. And you know, and and I played fullback. I'm supposed to be defending the goal so that the goalie doesn't have to, you know, do any dives for the ball. I'm the last line of defense before the goalie, and that ball would come my way, and I didn't run to the ball like you're supposed to to build up momentum and get a good kick. I'd have to wait for it to come to me, stop it, <laughs> and then kick it. <laughs> and I remembered. I remember just the coaches just going absolutely nuts. <laughs> stop stopping the ball. And there just weren't enough players on the team to, to sub me out. I had to play so that we had enough players on the team. You know, the final the final nail in the coffin was the day that I kicked the ball. Somehow I got turned around. I don't know. And it you went did. into the it went into the goal right past good scott heiger he and he couldn't believe it he's just looking at me like you brain dead idiot what are you doing you know i mean there's a certain moment where you pass the ball to the goalie because he can pick it up with his hands and take it out but you don't kick it full force at the goalie to do that you you gently tap it to the goalie to do that your one good kick yeah <laughs> and it was, and it was it was a great goal. Uh, only goal not, I ever scored in soccer. If you're not going to be James, if you're not going to be the MVP for your team, you might as well just play for the other team. I think you did that well. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good moment. Not a good moment. Huh. So no, that that was when I discovered I just don't have any coordination. That didn't stop me from trying. I did I did play tennis. I never really enjoyed much success at tennis, but it was fun uh, because for me it was an individual sport. I wasn't letting anybody down when I lost. You know, there, there weren't a whole bunch of people around me looking at me going, you just blew it for the entire team. Though your tennis match would count against the quote-unquote tennis team uh, if you did lose, but, you know... It wasn't that big a deal, and there were enough good players to cancel me out. 
Yeah, junior high tennis was a lot of fun. The uh, the coach, nice lady, but she was the first one to point out that, I mean, she, <laughs> first day of practice, we walk out there with our shorts on and we're getting ready and she's got everybody in a circle and she looks at me and she goes, <laughs> wow, <laughs> look at those legs. You're like the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking around, and sure enough, everybody's got maybe a couple wisps of hair on their legs, and I'm like full curled out, you know, leg hair. I'm going, oh man, why can't this be a good thing? <laughs> yeah, James, when you brought up tennis, that's the first thing that came to my mind was not your game, was how hairy you looked with those tight shorts on you always had. I mean, it was. Yeah, the tight fitting shorts, and then this poof of <laughs> come out around shorts. <laughs> did you, James? Did you did you have pockets with those shorts? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was it would seem to work if all you had to do is just kind of rub the ball against your leg, and it should have <laughs> stuck. It should have just stayed right there. Oh, uh, now you're now you're just being mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do remember hitting the tennis ball up against the house to practice. And the frustration of it hitting a rock and bouncing off in some weird direction. Though I I will say that probably improved my game. Yeah, just that that last minute unexpected, what direction is it going to go and being prepared for that. So tennis was fun. Um, I did try out for uh, basketball in high school. That that proved to be a, a very interesting experience. I mean, I had played church basketball. I suppose we can talk about that in a minute. But I got in there, and again, this was another. This was probably my sophomore year, and it was just simply further manifestation of the fact that I had absolutely no physical coordination whatsoever. And what possessed you to try out for the team? You know, there's there's a certain part of my mind that says I want to do this, and I'm not going to let you know my uh, fear of it uh, or the the knowledge that I have that I'm completely uncoordinated prevent me from trying i mean i i don't want to look back and say that i never did try um although i think that maybe on this particular occasion i should have just let that pass because uh, <laughs> it became very apparent very quickly that wow i really don't know how to dribble the ball very well and i'm uh, not really shooting the ball into the basket very well and this is you know i i'm only focused on myself i'm not really paying attention to other people around me though i can tell well i'm probably not doing very well i'm probably not going to get to play very often well maybe i'll get to play if if we're way ahead and uh there's no risk to the score and and all that i was perfectly prepared for that to be sitting the bench what i was not prepared for was um, the fact that at the end of the tryouts week, they uh, posted the list of, of the people who got cut from the team. And that I was not prepared for. I guess that just wasn't mentally a part of my plan to be cut from the team. But I was cut from the team. Uh, me and one other individual were cut from the team. The other individual was uh, mentally handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> You had to go there. I'm not I'm not kidding. He was. And I remembered him there at the practices and I, I'm like I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh." I remembered how, you know, how much trouble he was having with the ball and I think I'm thinking, 
oh my gosh, that's that's how much trouble I was having with the ball. <laughs> oh, James, <laughs> thank you for that memory. Oh. That is great. Yeah, it gets better. They asked, they asked him to be the manager of the team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, boy. Uh, so I was the only one cut from the team, and the mentally handicapped guy got to be manager. Uh. And um, I think that was, you know, that was just one of those I looked at it and said, well, that's kind of par for the course. <laughs> No, uh, no physical, you know, no, no real physical athletic ability here. Um, <laughs> yeah, what can I say? That that was that was my sophomore year. It, I uh, one, I did, I did though um, once in um, a church softball game. You know, every summer we would play church softball. I remember playing. Uh, I remember once hitting a home run. Mm. Now uh, I say that. Because the definition of a home run is to hit the ball, run the bases, and make it back to home plate. It was non-conventional in that I hit the ball and it went, it went just a nice pop ball right to the shortstop. And I figured, well, he's going to catch it, but I'll run anyway. And he dropped the ball. I was about halfway to first base when he dropped the ball. And so I really put the steam on because, oh, I might just make it to first base, which which was, was kind of cool for me. And he throws the ball to the first baseman who misses it. And the ball goes just flying off the field. And so I get to first base. And the second base, the, the second base coach is just, he's motioning for me to stay, but I can see that the ball is way out there. So I'm thinking, nah, I'm going to go for it. This may be the only chance I get to go to second base. And so I just booked it for second base. And I'm about two thirds of the way there when I see the ball just whoosh, whiz past my head to the second baseman who misses it. And I Made it to second base, and the ball's out there in left field, or uh, yeah, left field. And every, you know, the field, the 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 shortstop's running for it, and I'm thinking, well, I think I can make it to third base. <laughs> so I just start taking off for third base. Same thing. I can see the ball; it's going to third baseman. There's no way in the world I'm going to make it, and he misses the ball, and I make it to third base. I was so happy with myself, and uh, so they're all scrambling for the ball, and I figured, well, I got this far. This is my only chance. This is going to be my only chance to ever get to that home plate. I'm taking it, and so I just took off. And of course, everybody in the stands is screaming, "No, no, stay, stay!" But I didn't care. <laughs> the ball goes again, sailing past my head, right to the uh, catcher who was standing between me and home plate. And I just bulldozed him. I put my head down, and I just bulldozed right over him and hit home plate. And he never touched me, and I got a home run. What you got to do. And I, it was the, the only home run I ever had in my entire life. And it was based on everybody missing the ball. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's consistent, James. Uh, you know, church ball. I, I remember you playing with uh, John and, and Mark and Forrest and Tyson you guys were playing church ball, and it was a rowdy event. And uh, it just goes to show that uh, you know church ball is the only fight that starts with a prayer. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Guys, uh, those were some pretty intense games back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I kind of enjoyed playing 
uh, church softball because my position in right field was right where I wanted to be. Well, I'm talking about basketball now. Oh, basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah, church basketball was brutal. There was a lot of fouling going on. All I all my job was to rebound the ball and pass it off to somebody else. That I could do because it didn't involve doing two things at one time, like dribbling a ball and running forward. <laughs> <laughs> all I have to do is catch the ball, stay where I am, throw it to somebody who's open and who has coordination. I did get coordination uh, the summer before my senior year in high school, which was a really weird thing. It was it was strange to wake up one day and and um, all of a sudden the body moved the way that I wanted the body to move, and so that was that was kind of nice. I figured, wow, this is kind of cool. So, you know, my senior year um, playing tennis was a much better experience. In fact, I was so confident that uh, my freshman year in college, I uh, did a walk on on the tennis team, and uh, 15 minutes later, I walked off. <laughs> 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 Holy cow! I was like, yeah, I'm a, this, I am in the wrong place in terms of, in terms of skills. I'm, I think I'll go hit the books. Well, well, I, for me, was uh, it was the big sport of high school. And before it, before high school, I just remember watching your games, James, with the guys that you were playing yeah. with. And that, that was a lot of fun because they went uh, they won a lot of games, and and there were some big crowds that came to their games. Um, when, when I was playing, we, we were all right. Uh, wasn't I don't think the same level of excitement. We didn't go as far, but I still had a lot of fun playing church ball. It was it was a lot of fun for me. That was my sport in high school. Yeah, same with me. Also did track. Yeah, I was going to say, Joseph. I remember you running a lot. Yeah, I did track, and uh, my senior year I also did a uh, swim team. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was I was like the second fastest guy on the team. Hmm. There's two of us, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the swim team, two guys on the swim team. Nice. <laughs> and he was from Sweden, <laughs> and he he was just. Please don't like tell a, me. Just don't tell me he was missing an arm or a leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. But uh, you know, I always thought I was a really good swimmer until I joined the swim team. And, uh, man, it just, it wipes you out. It's a hard workout. But, yeah, I, I had fun. And uh, mom and dad always came to the to the swim meets and the track meets and everything. I remember running, and dad would be on the side with, with the camera. And I remember telling him, yelling in the middle of my race, Dad, lens! <laughs> yeah, he did have a tendency to leave, leave that lens cap on. Yeah, that's uh, Joseph, a random memory here with your swim team. There was a swim meet in Ketchum, Idaho. Yeah, that was when I was in seventh grade. I was on the swim team twice. That was the city league. Okay. Yeah, and we went fishing after that. We went on, went camping, and yeah, it was in Haley. Oh, it was in Haley. Okay, I was going to yeah, say it was in it was Haley. Out. It was an went, pool, yeah. Yep, yep. And we went to uh, catch them after that and had to go to a fish hatchery so that we could catch fish. Yeah. I remember kinda, that. That sums up our fishing experiences, yep. too. But, yep. uh, that, in fact, that, they, had, they had to feed the fish so that it would bite my line. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally caught a fish. That was, uh, that was the first trip 
that I ever saw gasoline over a dollar in my life. It was a dollar twelve. I will never forget the day. Hmm. It's it's burned into my memory. And we were in the 1972 Winnebago Brave, and I think Dad spent fifty dollars on. I mean, that tank was huge. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I think he spent about fifty dollars filling that thing up, and I uh, I just remember, man, what an expensive place. Who could afford to live? What in the world? <laughs> yeah, now I'm here, uh, and uh, nothing's changed. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember one of the uh, non-conventional sports that John liked to play, and that was run while I hit you with the tennis ball. <laughs> and this is how it would go. He would go, all right, you better start running. What? I said, you better start running. And we would start to run, and then in about three seconds later, whack in the back or the back of the rear of the leg or something. And, and he would start counting. I'm going to count three and throw the ball. One. No, no. I'm going to throw it. You're like three feet away. I'm going to throw it at you. And so we'd be like, ah, we start running as fast as we could. He'd still hit us. John, you've got a crazy arm. You should have played baseball. should have been a pitcher. I remember one time Ben was hiding on the other side of the apple tree. It's that first apple tree in the orchard um, as you're where all the cherry trees are lined up. There's that apple and then all the cherry trees. He was on the other side, and there was like this six-inch hole where all you could see was Ben's inner thigh and crotch area. <laughs> just kind of looked at it, and you're like, yeah, I can do that. Woo! And the tennis ball went right through the hole, and it nailed Ben. I think it was Ben. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't hiding. I was cowering in fear. Yeah. I mean, it was John's all-powerful arm run. Ah! I don't. I don't remember that. That's. Don't awesome. remember. I don't oh. remember that. That's oh, funny. I remember. Also- I remember thinking that I had a good arm at one time, and I remember the the uh, the high school coaches um, when I was in high school. I remember them taking me aside and and asking if I'd be interested in um, being quarterback. Uh, and they they played around with the idea for a little bit, but I could throw well. But it was the the catching as well. I mean, I I was clueless. I never did did sports, and but I was athletic. I mean, I was always in good shape, and I you know I, I was in the weight room and I ran a lot. But uh, and maybe they saw potential, but it kind of dropped almost as fast as they they picked it up. And yeah, I didn't I didn't do much uh, didn't do much sports. It's it was always so foreign. To me, and I did track. I did uh, the pole vault, which was, I think, more of a, a, a comedic true. relief for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really was. I cracked myself up. I and I really, I was trying though. I mean, I really gave it everything I had, but I, I, I think physically, I just was not built for the pole vault. Uh, it was just an awful, clumsy thing to see. Did you ever miss the pad, the landing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I missed the landing many times. <laughs> I would, you know, I, I would not have, Jeez. I would not have enough momentum, and I'd, I'd go up vertically and then fall right backwards after. Oh. I'd fall right back down onto the track or onto the trail. It's like it's it's the same as jumping out of a two-story window. Pretty much, yeah. I there were a few times I landed in the pit, you know, where the where you where you. <laughs> And the pole, and I, I just drop straight down into the pit, land. <laughs> and I remember, you know, at that age, um, I, I think your bones are not quite—they're they're still flexible. And I remember feeling my bones flex when I would hit. Huh. I could feel them bend. I never broke anything. Uh, 
Goat's wow. milk. Yes. Goat's yeah. milk. That's Goat's right. milk. That's right. Well, heavily calcified water out there. <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah. all of all of our all of our well water had to go through all that layer of calcium carbonate, the clay, caliche stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember Dad cleaning out the water tanks and just full of these calcium chips. We did well, have a lot of we had a lot of fun playing uh, stickball with tennis balls. Our, our kind of our oh yeah our makeshift baseball games, and I we we would take uh, <laughs> we take we would take our time to go out and find the perfect two by two square stick, and we would get a knife and whittle down for a handle, and I think we would leave the rest of the stick square. Yeah, yeah. right. You wanted it square. Yeah, but man, we would smack the tar out of that ball. Yeah. Yep. And it would go into the ditch every once in a while, and instead of trying to get the ball, we would run to the bridge and just yep. wait. And as soon as we just reach down and grab the ball and game yeah. on. Do you guys remember when we would lose all of our balls, we would then go to rocks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We would, <laughs> we would use rocks. We were good at hitting rocks. <laughs> and we never thought about what happens when that rock comes at your face. We didn't yeah. care, you know. <laughs> I've got a I've got a Naga hide mitt. That'll do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, James, that is a good point. The mitts. I remember Dad buying us mitts, and it was, you know, there wasn't that much money, and you know, and a good baseball mitt costs a good a good few bucks, and and yeah. he did buy us uh, baseball mitts, and it was plastic. Yeah. They they weren't leather. They were these plastic mitts, and I think the only leather on them was the uh, that the the stitches, stitching, the, the stitching that the fingers were held together with at the top, and and I didn't I didn't know the difference. I was just stoked to have a baseball mitt, and this was in like grade school, and and I was uh, taking it to school, and it was brand new, and I had it in my lap, and I'm sitting on the bus, and this kid leans over the bus seat, and he's like, "What the kind of piece of is that?" You know. <laughs> What the, you know, and he would not, he would not stop talking about what a piece of crap this mitt was. And then I, you know, then I, be, then I realized that, okay, this is plastic, I guess. This is not a real mitt. And um, it, the thing that bothered me, and this, I was just a little kid, but the thing that bothered me was not so much that the plastic, the mitt was plastic and that I wasn't keeping up with all the leather mitts, you know, and all that. It's that I knew that dad had put himself out there. Even at that age, I knew this was not dad. Dad did not do sports, and he was he was trying to, well, you know, I, I probably mentioned I want to mitt. I want to play baseball or something, and, and, he, and he tried. And I, I could see that. And so I interpreted it as this kid was, you know, really nailing my dad. And right. that bothered me to no end. I was, it took me weeks to get over that. Not the mitt thing, that this kid was insulting my dad. Um <laughs> I, I didn't say anything back. I, I just kind of looked down at my mitt, and I was just kind of overwhelmed with, what? What? You know, it wasn't until later it kind of all sunk in. I'm like, this is a piece of crap? And, and, but it uh, works. It worked until until uh, so we really used them. I mean, you, you throw some force into it, and it always blew them out. I mean, it yeah. didn't long, and the thing fell apart. Yeah, I, I thought those mitts were kind of painful. Yeah. <laughs> a real ball. Not a tennis ball, a real ball. That was that. I don't think they were meant to be used with the real ball. No, they were like no. dollar store mitts. Right. Yeah. 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 Well. We should have bought stock in dollar stores. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of our sports equipment came from there. I. 
I remember asking for a, a skateboard. Skateboarding was a big deal in elementary school, and we had a, a huge skate park at our house. It was about a, let's say, a concrete pad that was maybe, what, uh, 30 yards long, five yards wide, and the rest of the place was gravel. So I didn't get to practice a whole lot. I asked for a skateboard, and I got a skateboard. And unfortunately, it was a uh, plastic uh, banana-shaped type skateboard. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't complain because I asked for a skateboard, and naturally, I got a skateboard. And uh, I just wasn't specific enough. <laughs> you know, I had a skateboard like that, too. I think and it was the same skateboard because <clears throat> I had a skateboard. In, I was smart I, enough I think to know what <laughs> I think it was uh I think it was a hand me down skateboard, but everyone was riding these skateboards at school, so I brought it to school and you know, kids made fun of it, but I was like, Hey, I got a skateboard and I can ride it and it's fun and every single day at recess, kids would make fun of it, make fun of me, and it it didn't bother me until they stole it. <laughs> Somebody stole my skateboard. I was so angry. I was like, they make fun of this every day, and now someone stole it. I mean, come on. Yeah, make up your minds. Yeah. I guess yeah. they probably was. They were watching Antique Roadshow, and <laughs> probably saw a skateboard just like it going for a million bucks, and they're like, look, you saw that. You probably could have found it in the garbage, but Joe's. <laughs> yes, probably in the, yeah. Probably in there. I didn't check. I think I remember that. Wasn't it orange? Yeah, it was orange. Orange, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that was that was the skateboard that I got. Uh, I went through the same thing. You know, I show up with the skateboard. First of all, it wasn't flat. It was like- it was bowed in the middle, and it wasn't it wasn't shaped like a normal skateboard. It was shaped like a a banana peel. You know, I guess it was this 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 experimental shape that somebody put out there that didn't sell very well. So. It, of course, that's the one we had. Uh, but you turn really sharp on that thing without yeah, putting your feet down. Right. You could really lean. Yeah. It was I, awesome. Which was good for me because it was the only skateboard I could ride. I'd be on that one, hoo, 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 riding around. I'd get on another skateboard that was flat. Forget it. Two seconds later, I'm you know rubbing my elbow and, and yeah. wondering, what in the world just happened? No, I did yeah. like that skateboard. And yeah, I did get razzed about that quite a bit. But I remember... Um, you know, riding to the the uh, to the church because it had that sidewalk that went all the way around, oh, yeah. and just yeah. zipping around that church, uh, round and around and around on that skateboard. Uh, that was fun. Got a good. I had a good time with that, and there was nobody there to bother me. I could never do the skateboard. I never got it. Yeah, I, I got a skateboard for my thirty um, ninth birthday. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, Raquel and the kids bought me, uh, you know, those longboards for my 39th birthday. Yeah. So I, I don't know what message that was they were trying to send me, but uh, <laughs> maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. I've I've never uh, I've never been sports uh, orientated at all. I mean, my son plays every sport under the sun. He just got finished up with the lacrosse um, season, and uh, it's it's great watching. I, I love I love watching, but. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not that much of a participant in it. You know, I you're, don't. You're more of a. Uh, you're more of an athletic supporter, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ben, how long have you had that one on the? <laughs> I'm crossing it off the list now. It, it could have gone to any one of you guys. John, you stepped in, and I'm sorry. It's just happened to all of you. Today. Uh, I remember that. Well, I, I know what you mean, John, I, and I think it does have its roots in just the way we were brought up. I remember going to friends' homes on uh, Saturday, and the TV would be on, and they would be watching the game. You know, dad would be watching the game. Not our dad, but their dad would be watching the game and enjoying it, you know, sitting back. It was an event. And I remember thinking, <clears throat> why doesn't my dad do this? Why isn't my dad into sports like this? Because I knew that at that very moment, my dad was at home, you know, uh, doing something that had to deal with construction or that had to do with the animals or, you know, something about the farm or this, that, and the other. He just, he wasn't sitting down, taking it easy, kicking back and enjoying a, uh, a game. And I, I do remember. Uh, as a kid, wishing that it was the other way. But I think about it now, and, and I realize in my own household, we don't we don't kick back and watch the game. It doesn't interest me. There's so many other things to do. There's nothing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's that has been something that's rubbed off on me. And that's just something that, um, I don't know. I look back on it and I think, you know what? That wasn't a bad thing. It was just the way things were that was that was the prior you know the priorities were just different yeah it's it's definitely not a bad thing i I do think though that um we're we're definitely outnumbered when it comes to that i think that the the norm i i'm i'm guessing at least from what i can what i observe anyway the norm is that it's it's more the other way around where sports is very much um you know it's very important Mm -hmm. and i i see it everywhere around me uh and I, i don't have anything against it but I don't relate to it either. And so if I'm ever in an environment like that or a situation like that where the game is playing and you're at a barbecue or something and the guys are talking about the game, all of a sudden, uh, you know, and I can't, I can't act. I, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, they, they can spot you. They can spot you. It's like you, you don't understand the language you're speaking now, do you? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't understand your enthusiasm. I don't understand your excitement. Um, uh, I'm just not on the same page right now. And uh, even my wife gets frustrated by it. She's very sports orientated. She grew up with sports. It was it was um, way up on the list of priorities in her in her home. And she was very active in sports. So she speaks the language fluently. Any sport. and so, you know, it's very foreign to her. She does, he doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it is different. Uh, it's. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, it is a different way of of uh, living and growing up. I I know that I've spent you know <clears throat> a good many years in my career making sure that I am enough aware of what's going on in the sports world so that when it comes up in a business situation. That I don't appear to be that that um, idiot who doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'll pick a a major sports event of some sort, and uh, like some game where it was a major blowout and everybody was surprised by this that and the other, and I'll bring that up and say you know what I, that game that did it for me I haven't been able to watch a game since and I make sure that it was like four months ago, so I'm good for the you know four months worth of information. I don't have to know it. 
you know, <laughs> and but I I'll do things like that to compensate because frankly I uh, I don't want to spend my time um, watching sports really. Though I will say I have really 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 had a good time watching my kids' high school football team play. Now I'm going to the game as the chaperone for the band because both of the kids are in the band. But still, it's a good time sitting there watching the the high school kids play football. Yeah. Yeah, I when when people talk to me about sports they're like, "So, did you play any sports?" Yes. What did you play? I was on the swim team, track. Oh. Okay. So, uh anyways, uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I didn't play any real sports. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I- James, I wanted to comment briefly on the the watching sports. You and John were, were talking about that. You should see how good that is for your ability to go to sleep. Uh, I I used to enjoy sitting down and watching a game. If I sit in my chair and turn on a game, I can last about twenty minutes and I'm gone. <laughs> I don't care what game it is. It could be the Super Bowl. It could be the most exciting game. I'm out. I just yeah. I can't yeah. do it any longer. Um, but uh, I do enjoy watching a good game if it's a team that I'm emotionally involved in, and I think yeah. that's the key. You have to have that relationship with the team to even care, but when you don't follow it very closely, it's just hard to get into. And you do. I mean, you have to invest the time. It is a nurture thing, you know, You if you if especially if you grow up with it, and it, it, it you're, you're taught in a way. Now, that's how I interpret it. I may be off on this, but... We weren't taught. Okay, we're not you taught said, to appreciate this. You said it right there. We weren't taught. And I want to bring up an interesting point. There are a lot of sports that we that we got involved in or we were exposed to later in life where most of our friends were just out skiing and uh, you know, water sports. And I mean, we all had friends that were doing these things. And we never really got into those, whether it was just we didn't have access or we didn't have the money to go buy the lift tickets and the gear. Uh, didn't really matter, but it wasn't until later that we got into those things. Right, right. Yeah, it's. It, I don't. I definitely don't have anything against it. I just don't relate to it, um, like I see a lot of other people do, for sure. And and you know, to this day, like you were saying, James, if if uh, the idea of sitting down and watching a game is such a foreign concept to me, and I've never taken the time, I've never invested the time to really learn about it, and and uh, you know. It's it's being educated about it and experiencing it. You know, I have yet to to take my son or the kids to a professional game in a professional arena, and I've I've meant to. I, I like the idea of it, but you know, I'm not I'm not anxious to do it. Uh, it's just not I'm not hardwired that way. Right, and I think that that goes back to uh, in, in our childhood that was just not a top priority. Right. Um, <clears throat> And that wasn't of course, a part of our life, right? And I mean, and uh, uh, I think that carries on. And now, of course, people can change over the years, um, depending on what they're exposed to. I was definitely very highly emotionally involved with tennis when I was playing tennis in junior high and high school. I followed the game very closely. I had my favorites. Those were the you know those were the days when it was you know McEnroe. Yeah, Yvonne Lendl was was my uh, player of choice. I always loved watching him. I loved Who never way, won the, Wimbledon. Never, not never. once. Number yeah. one seed for like what a decade? Yeah, and never, just never won. 
couldn't pull it off. Just couldn't do it on grass. But um, you know, watching Connors and uh, uh, McEnroe and Lendl and and Becker. That's what I grew up on. Becker, uh, uh, not so much. But uh, <laughs> and I have not since gotten into it on that emotional level. Um, I know some of the players' names now, I, and, but if you were to ask me uh, anything of any depth, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I was, and I think it has to do with how interested we are at the time. And there may come a time when all of a sudden I become just extremely interested in a given sport, and it becomes a an emotional part of my life. I mean, let's right. let's face it; that's what's happened to mom. You know, yeah. clearly she's she has become very emotionally attached to BSU. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The way I hear it, yeah. It's strange. It's strange to, you know, because she's starting to speak the language. I'm like, Mom, (laughs) is that you over there? Are you you kidding me? Where did this come from? (laughs) Is that Mom flipping off the ref? (laughs) What? Yeah, Yeah, for me, that's kind of fun to watch because and and hear about because, um, again, it illustrates that at any point in time we could – pick up an emotional attachment to a sport and run with it. And I think that that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it as, as a player, as a uh, spectator. If you love it and it becomes a, a decent part of your life, well, then great, good for you, and, and off we go with it. But I certainly would not condemn anybody for not feeling that way, given what it was like growing up and knowing what it was like to not have that in a priority in life. I would never condemn anybody for not being on that plane. You know, that emotional attachment to a sport makes me think of two things. Uh, well, three, John, Univega and shaved legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you, you did it, John. Admit it. You did it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't worried least bit that you wouldn't bring that you would bring it up. I, 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 I knew was, that would come up. <laughs> I was so unprepared as a child to watch you rub your legs over and over and over. Uh, I just remember the legs two days after you shaved. You're that, so rough. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like sandpaper. I, I I was not right. expecting how much maintenance it was to shave legs as a guy, you know. And for the record, what did I, you say? I shaved, I shaved up to like you know sports briefs, you know the line of sports briefs. No, I don't that know. Right, that is where I, I stopped. I, it stopped there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I looked like a freak out of the shower. It was freaky to see. I mean, there's shaved up, you know, I'm I'm a pretty hairy guy too, and it was just, you know, stop right there. I, I had shorts on, but not really. <laughs> now, now but, for, wait, we need to clarify for anybody who doesn't know what Univega means is. Well, that was, that was the first halfway decent bike that I had. Right. And I saved up for it, um, and, uh, I was I was stoked. I, I really thought that I was going to be a a racer. You know, I thought that I would do it professionally someday, or at least that was the daydream I had. And and of course, you know, you you got to take it all on and shave the legs and get the the nice tight shorts and all that. And um, well, 
It, it, it was fun while it lasted. I, I remember, though, when I did it, Dad was uh, on a scaffolding. <laughs> He's out there on a scaffolding uh, working on the house, and uh, he, he didn't notice it for a couple of days. And then he noticed it. I don't remember exactly why, but he was on the scaffolding when he noticed it. And he gave me the strangest look. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't until later in life I realized what that was. You know, and, and you know, it was many years later, and, and, I, and I, I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's no, wrong, Dad. <laughs> it's, it's a bike, it's a cyclist thing. You know? <laughs> it's, it's for aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah, and, and if I fall down, you know, the scabbing, it, it's, it's easier to, you know, heal and well, whatever. It was mainly it was mainly for the looks. It makes you look like a cyclist, you know. That's the reality of it. Um, <clears throat> you look like you're part of the the club. You, right. That and, well, hey, that's what cyclists do. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, this has been fun, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for bringing those stories up. Thanks for the reminders. Uh, we have we have run out of time. We didn't even get a chance to talk about riding goats. That's a sport, but I guess we can wait. <laughs> well, we'll let that be part of our discussion when we discuss the goats, which uh, is coming up in a future podcast. So, thanks again, gentlemen. Um, it's been a blast. It, as always, it's it's always a treat to talk with uh, my brothers and think back on what we what we grew up with and uh, sometimes what we grew up without. All I can say about my childhood with skateboards, clothes, and sports was a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we'll say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what are you I had to bring about, up the legs. I totally <laughs> forgot about John's legs. That just made my day. I thought I thought I could get away without that. I really did. That's like a hallmark of my childhood is watching you rub your soft, smooth, silky legs. John. See, it affected you too, Joseph. I just I was like, I can't believe he did that. I like, yeah, wow. I was kind of disappointed too, John. Because <laughs> no, I rode my bike a lot, and I knew it didn't make a difference. <laughs> like, what does he think he's going to Hey, wear? now look, I admitted, I admitted that it's mainly for the looks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And any young cyclist out there will admit to that as well. Yeah. But I wish you had seen the look on Dad's face. That was that's that was a priceless look. <laughs> Wearing jeans, I can only wear jeans for about eight hours. It's <laughs> getting better and better. Well, oh, listen, it you, it, it you gets. Start, you start walking around the house blowing up random appliances with <laughs> static electricity. Oh. <laughs> it's an electric disturbance. It gets painful. Oh, it gets man. painful because the reason and the reason that 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 I look so hairy is because the hair does not grow it, it grows perp, out perpendicular to my skin. 
Okay, it's not growing down, you know, smooth contoured to my skin. So when I put on a pair of jeans, I am just matting this hair down, and it, you, you know, can't it's wear polyester either, can you? Oh, you know, I can't. There, there are certain types of of pants I can't wear, and because <laughs> I cannot wear, I can't wear polyester either. Oh, oh I tell you, one time I was in church, and I looked down and I saw this hair on my leg, and I. <laughs> I yanked it off. Well, this hair had made its way through my slacks. One small step for man, <laughs> one giant leap oh, for hair. I was just like, <laughs> in the middle of church, and everybody's looking at me like, what happened to that guy? It's excessive hair. That's a- you know, You know, for me, guys, when I realized how hairy I was, I had to be told by somebody else. I had no idea how hairy I was. We were in the church bathroom one day. This sounds really bad as I'm starting. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Nice venue. And the next part's going to be worse. But I was in the church bathroom, and Justin and I were goofing around, and I I was taking a leak, and I turned around, and I mooned him, and he screamed. And I thought, well, I just moved, what? And he screamed, and I, I turned around, and he was crying. <laughs> he was laughing so hard, he was crying. And he's you have an ape ass. <laughs> and I had... And I'm, I'm serious. I had no idea. It's not like I turn around and look at my, you know, my ass in the mirror. I had no idea. I was a kid. <laughs> and, and I went home and I and I literally turned around and I looked in the mirror and I was horrified. 